24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joeseptic at viscom.net. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, it is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses, Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor at the foot of the tunnel on the east side. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Had a conversation with head coach Chris Finch of the Minnesota Timberwolves up at our SoundCloud page. We also retweeted it as well. It was a good one. As you remember, he used to be the associate head coach here on the Alpha Gentry. Always highly regarded uh, in his time here now. The head coach of a team that's starting to play really well and has two nice young stars, kind of different parallels. Like I said, I, Minnesota's a team that you know, you're know you in the same neighborhood with right now and you, you got to win. Right, so that game's coming up here tonight, right here on your home for Pelicans basketball. So if you want to check it in, you can do that. Seven o'clock pregame, six thirty this week. It's Washington as well on Wednesday. Then at Utah Friday, Saturday, back to back, same team. At the Clippers on the twenty ninth, and then come home Wednesday, December first. I just threw that out there. That's the date I'd like to see Zion back. Andrew uh, Lopez of ESPN says might be after, might be around there, but it's a good ballpark. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Remember, Wednesday is the all-important scan day. That's if uh, it looks well, then they can clear them to do five-on-five work. Right now, it's one-on-one. Saints, they lose their third straight, 40-29. to We've been talking about that. Ay, ay, ay. Sean Payton's message to the team afterwards, Mar- uh, Marcus Williams. Matches, keep that with us. Uh, but it's on the next week. What do you think Sean's message was? What would your message have been in the locker room? <laughs> Marcus Williams won't share. Uh, deficit, man. What was it? I forgot. 33 to 7 or something before the Saints put up 22. Just too much. Yeah, I gave our defense, you know, put our defense in some, some tough spots. Um, and just too much. It's, you know, 
it's just too much to try to overcome. Pick six, three turnovers overall. It just um, it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, it that was a beating. It just is what it is. Accepted. It. it was a beating. They played Thursday against Buffalo. The Bills, they got beat down in Indianapolis yesterday. The NFL last night, man, this, or yesterday, the scores, it's just, it's crazy when you look at it, but no one had the Colts going into Buffalo and winning 41-15. Bills haven't been playing good football. So they're six and four. The Saints, despite everything, despite everything, just telling you, at five and five, currently hold the seventh and final spots of the NFC playoff picture. Jimmy, thanks for giving us a call here, sir. What do you got for us? Hey, Gus, how's it going, man? Doing well, man. Hey, I'm going to start off by saying congratulations. Uh, your Southern Miss football team That's started right. a running back, a quarterback. Yep. Frank Gore Jr., he threw yep. a 50-yard bomb. I couldn't I couldn't believe it when I saw it Friday night. I'm calling Sean uh, Fox's got... show right when it starts, and all I'm going to do is laugh as loud as <laughs> I can until they hang up on me. That's all I'm going to do, literally. They lost yeah, to a man. team that started a running back, and they talk so much stuff about beating Southern Miss this year. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, man, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southern Miss has no quarterbacks, but uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. no. I, I, listen, I priced the Pelicans tickets. I'm I'm hoping to go Wednesday. Again, they're like two bucks on the secondary market. So yeah, I mean, anybody listening who wants to go, of course, the team is is pretty putrid. But um, of course, you can go for like two bucks. Um, I, I wanted to say this about the whole quarterback situation. You know, Taysom Hill, and it is posed as a question to you, Gus. You know, he was concussed. My rationale with that, Gus, was, look, you know what? If he's concussed, do you really want to use him as a Swiss Army knife, right? Because he's a battering ram. He's, he's running. He's, like, doing all this stuff. It's like, I thought, okay, this is his chance to play quarterback. And like, like you were talking about earlier, you know, Trevor Simeon for a seventh-rounder is a great seventh-round journeyman backup quarterback. He's very accurate. I think his passes arrive about a, a half a second late. I've been saying that for the three games he's lost. Of course, the Buccaneers game, he played well. But now he's 0-3 as the starter, Gus. And, and we saw yesterday, it wasn't just a half a second off. He had the pick six, two interceptions. Right. So now we sit at 5-5. Five and five. Mm-hmm. The next two games are going to be really difficult. The Bills are upset. They just lost. I mean, it's like, is, it, is Taysom like, not up to par? Is the media telling... Is the media influence, you know, they always say Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. But back to your original point, Taysom Hill, when he gets in the huddle, he brings an energy that propels the offense. Unlike Simeon, who, you know, it's like a lukewarm response. You know, all you need is Taysom to run over one linebacker, and then the whole team and crowd is like, whoa. You know, so, I mean, like, we are, okay, we're 5-5. Five and five. As far as I'm concerned, yesterday. We're on the we're we're not in the playoff mix. And looking at the rest of the schedule, and it's just like it baffles me we didn't give give the keys of the car to Taysom, Gus, because it's like, look, Jimmy, if you were a thirty year old man, no, Jimmy, I'm with you. I, I guess the thing is, is like I'm saying, I, I'm trying to figure out when you were going to give the keys to him because again, I think the concussion thing put a wrench in things. I I, I don't know that for a fact, but when he wasn't available for three weeks. And then, you know, the injury takes place to Jameis, and now he has a foot issue. I, I just, I'm just wondering if he's not healthy. Because, look, you're bringing up valid issues. Okay. You're bringing up valid points aside from the well, fact why, wait, that Gus, this. Gus, Gus, why, 
Gus, why did they dress him out yesterday then? I, I mean, look, I, again, Hart, because, I don't, I don't, but again, this is what Sean Payne had to say. This is what he had to say when he was asked about him. Yeah, he was the backup quarterback, really, in, in the event we needed him. Um, you know, we were we were lucky to have him up just in that role. Okay, lucky to have him up just in that role. I think he means lucky to have him up as in he was healthy enough that I could dress him. And then he says, in that role. He didn't have a pass. Okay. He didn't have a carry. I don't think he's healthy. Hey, look, listen, guys. This is my take on it, okay? It, it's uh, it's like a 30-year-old man who's looking to have kids, and he's single, and he's dating a 52-year-old woman who's been married three times and has, like, five kids. You know, it's like, what are we doing with Simeon? We're wasting our time. You know, we are wasting our time, and by the time Taysom does get the, get the start, and it will come at some point, I think, this year, but by that time, we'll probably be way out of the playoff mix. And it, it, it's like it's, it's going to be a situation like a, a lame duck scenario, kind of like Ogeron. Does Ogeron really want to win Saturday, Saturday against A&M? He's already been paid, Gus. He doesn't want to win a sixth game and have to work another month. I mean, you know, I, as an LSU fan, I hope they win. But does Ogeron really want that? So we're about to get into a lame duck situation with Simeon. And by the time Taysom takes over, Gus, it's going to be too late. The emergency is now. That, that's the way I see it. it. I mean, you know, this guy's waited his turn for, what, three, four years with the team? Mm-hmm. Got a 72% career passing completion percentage. He was 3-1 and one last year as a starter, and everyone says he's not a quarterback. I don't get it. 3-1 and one is better than 0-3. That's what Simeon is right now. So what's your take on that? Yeah, no, I, like, like I said, I, I keep going back to health. I think if he is 100% healthy, it would make sense to maybe at least take a look at that. He was one of the guys that you said was competing for the starting role. There was two, Winston Hill. I think the concussion thing has been an issue. And now he has a foot issue. Um, I, That's the only thing I can go on. Mark Ingram. Listen, that's part of football. It's tough. And uh, I think regardless of the injuries, that we were in a position where we could have, you know, left with a W tonight, um, with, with left with a W today. But, uh, yeah, nobody cares about your injuries. Everybody has to deal with injuries. Everyone has to deal with obstacles. And uh, I don't think the injuries caused us to lose this game today. I think that mistakes, turnovers, we all have our hands in it. I turn the ball over, which is unacceptable, and I have to do better as an individual to help our team have success. So um, we all have to improve. We all have to get better. We all have to do better. And you, the margin for error in this league is very slim. Like I said earlier, uh, you never know what play is going to make a difference in the game, so you have to be on point at all times because any play can make the difference between the game one way or the other. So um, individually, collectively, we all have to reevaluate and uh, hurry up, bounce back, Learn from the tape, get better, put together a quick game plan because we play on Thursday. Look, admirable. Admirable of Mark Ingram, and he's right. As a player, that is the mentality you have to have in the locker room. It's done them well. It's why they've gotten to five wins to begin with, to be honest with you. The reality of the situation is they are devoid of talent in a lot of key areas. It, it just is. Joe, thanks for calling the sports hangover, sir. What do you got? 
Hey, how you doing, Gus? Doing well, man. Um, you know, yesterday, watching the game and saw all the guys we had out, you know, I didn't really feel so. I think what Peyton's doing is it's a 17-game season. We get seven okay. more games. We have 500 right now. I understand we've been lousy and hard to watch, but the rest of the league is too. We beat two of the best teams in the NFC when we on point. Yeah. The two games out of the last three we lost, we beat ourselves. Yesterday we got a butt kick. But I really believe he's resting Taysom. Taysom. He's resting Ollie. He's resting Kamara. And he's going to try and make a run the last seven games. And if we get, if we can get, if we don't get healthy, then there's nothing we can do about it. But if we can get healthy and get our team on the field, I really feel like we don't beat ourselves. We got a chance to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. And in other years, we grade in a regular season. And then what is our trend? The last since 2009. We start fading at the end of the year. And then by the playoffs, we, we haven't played a playoff game, think about it, since 2009, that we really played our, our A game and said, wow, that's us. We always struggle, even when we beat the bad teams in the playoffs. So I'm just feeling it's a transition year with Drew Brees. And, and, and so we got a lot of good players. We, we got a, I mean, if you look at the rest of the league, nobody is great. The AFC to NFC, teams are having three games slide, two games slide, teams that can't win a game or beat another team. So I really believe that we can get in the playoffs and be somewhat healthy and not beat ourselves, we got a chance. And so everybody's throwing in the towel. We ought to play Ian Book and this and that. A lot of teams would be happy to be 5-5 five and five and in the playoffs right now. I understand what we're looking at. It's freaking hard, but I really believe Maybe it's a different formula. Look what happened to Tampa Bay last year. They're in the middle of the season. They were terrible. And they got caught fire at the end, got turnovers, and they went to the Super Bowl. So I ain't saying that's what we're going to do, but I think Peyton's there's a method to his madness. I think he's saving up everything okay. and trying to get our team out there and make a run. That's what I believe. Hmm. I tell you, man, it, it will be interesting for sure to see – the next couple of weeks, do you stay with the and I? I just I can't. I keep going back to to health, Joe. You bring up maybe you're saving them. I don't know if it's that's the point because every game is so crucial. You need every win. That yeah, all right. you how, know how now. How many wins? Yeah, how many wins is it going to take to get in the playoffs to get to the? To I the, thought to ten the gets season. you in for sure, but the it's fact that you've lost three and you're still seventh, I'm starting to believe eight or nine. Right, exactly. That's what it's because all these teams, nobody's going to go on a run and win five or six in a row the way it looks. You know, right now it looks like the Eagles might be that team, but then they'll come up yeah. looking at, at the end of the game last. They showed their flaws. They almost let us back in the game. Well, so, this is what you have below you. This is what you have below you. Okay, so you have, let's start with one through six. Cards one, Packers two. That's nine and two and eight and three. Then you have two teams that are seven and three, Cowboys and Rams. Buccaneers lead the division six and three, so those are your division leaders. Vikings get the first play, um, wild card at five and five right now. Saints have the uh, the other wild card at five and five. Below us, 49ers five and five, Eagles five and six, Panthers five and six, Washington four and six, Falcons four and six, Giants three and six. So that's two wins, a loss away. I mean, if you really want to go to even the Bears at three, I, I don't see that. So. You're looking at Falcons, Washington, Panthers, Eagles, Niners as the teams you're going to have to hold off here over the next couple of weeks. Well, the thing is, we just got to win. 
we gotta we gotta put a little streak in a row and make a run. We're in a position now. If we can get to nine wins, we got seven games left. If we get to nine or ten wins, we're gonna be in. I'm just telling. Just the way the league is bad. I mean, look at it. Who who's the best team in the league? Cardinals. Would you really bet your house on the Cardinals just because they're the Cardinals? Until they prove it, you're gonna feel like always oh, they like the Lions. I just oh. don't believe it. And I know they're a good team. Right. Anybody can be beat on any given week. It's showing. And right now, we 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 stuck yesterday. Did a lot of things wrong. But if we can get our if we can get our team back, our offensive line back. Get Taysom Hill in there. Get uh, the running back back. And our defense plays. We could beat anybody. So yeah. my point is, is you know, it, it, it's tough to watch transition here. But, man, like that guy said, I, I was there day one when Gilliam ran a kickback. Okay, we didn't have a win in season to what, uh, 87? We didn't win a playoff game to 2000. So we have a lot of good players. Davenport's exactly what I thought he was. He, he's going to be a guy that could possibly, down the road, if he, if he stays healthy, could be like a defensive player of the year. The guy is that gifted. Now, I don't know that's saying a lot, but he's got to stay on the field. But physically, he whoops anybody he goes against. He is a handful. And every team they play in is double-teaming. So, I just, you know, like I said, people are, are, people are all over. I know yesterday was just hard to watch. But I think, I think Paige is messing to advantage, trying to make a run. Trying to save up joking. everybody, and we're going to make a run the last seven weeks. And I really believe that. And I really believe we're going to beat Buffalo Thursday night. I, I, I'll say this, man. I This team, I just want to see this Buffalo's team playing like crap. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, here's the thing. You're not going to beat the Jags with – and I understand what Mark Ingram just said. And he's right, like I said. You have to have that belief in the mentality in the locker room. You have to be like nobody cares because he's right. No one cares. But goodness gracious, that offensive line with those players, it's different than if Armstead and Ramchick are in there, right? If Kamara's on the field, it's different than when you don't have him on the field. It, it just, it's, it, it, that is right. a tough, to tough, but to your point, Joe, they put up 22 in the fourth. Now, Trevor Simeon said it. Look, they're not playing defense in the fourth. They're playing a shell. They're giving you underneath. So you take the yards that you have and they're up, you know, what is it? 33 to seven. So, you know, yeah, but we caught it to a point where there was time left. They could have lost. Yeah, so, I, 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 you know, well, I, I, I know we wasn't going to come back, but my point is that if, if we don't get our players back, then everything, then I don't, you know, I don't have much. Right. Faith. But if we can get our team back that started the beginning of the season with Taysom Hill at quarterback, I think we can make a run. And I think, I think if we get to eight, nine, ten wins, nine or ten, definitely going to get ten. Okay. Eight might do it. Because we'll see what happens. Right. Look, there's one thing for sure. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yep. I hear. Thank you, Joe. Right, Got to get to the break, man. Appreciate the phone call. Marlon Favorite is next. We'll talk about his boys. Cowboys didn't play well. LSU, they got a win, but it absolutely didn't feel good, huh? I don't know. <laughs> like Matt Muscona says, just count down the weeks. You got one more week. <laughs> yeah, you got one more week. The sports hangover next on ESPN New Orleans.
This Wave Report is brought to you by Fleet Supply Warehouse, located on Venture Boulevard in Homa. Fleet Supply Warehouse is a premier provider of high-quality brand name filters, batteries, and related products for the oil field industry, serving customers throughout South Louisiana. Finally, a win for the Tulane Green Wave, 45-14, the final over South Florida on Senior Day, and more importantly, it snaps an eight-game losing streak. Head coach Willie Fritz on the effort. Just uh, really proud of the guys. They, they put forth great effort. You know, we didn't start good again, unfortunately. They went right down the field and scored on us. But after that, I thought the defense played lights out. You know, and then I thought offensively, you know, we had over 500 yards of offense. I think we had a good game in all three phases. Uh, you know, we had zero penalties. You know, I don't know when the last time we had zero penalties was, so that was also big. Quarterback Michael Pratt, three touchdowns on the day, 311 yards passing as nine different wave players caught a pass. I felt really good. I think a lot of it was the game plan. Uh, Coach Long did a really great job just setting me up for success. You know, we knew exactly what they were going to do. And, you know, just that preparation that he gave me, you know, really helped me execute. Um, and then it just came down to me making throws and our receivers making plays. And I think they did a really great job of that today. Tulane wraps up the season at Memphis on Saturday at 630. For more on the wave, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This wave report has been brought to you by Fleet Supply Warehouse, located on Venture Boulevard in Homa. Fleet Supply Warehouse is a premier provider of high-quality brand filters, batteries, and related products for the oil field industry, serving customers throughout South Louisiana. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Mondays and Fridays, we like to speak with Marlon Favrites. As the Tigers took on ULM. Um, you know, it was a win. It was um, definitely a win. No score. 27-14, this was what it sounded like on the LC Sports Radio Network. Two receivers right, one to the left. Johnson stepping away from pressure, throws on the run, gets it to Thomas at the 34-yard line, middle of the field. He'll break it near side, breaks a tackle at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Fighting Tigers. Marlon Fave writes, I big Fave 504 is the way to follow you over on Twitter. Sir, how are you this afternoon? All is well, Gus. Just uh, in, enjoying the, the Monday fun day. Kids are out of school, so hello, somebody. There you go. Um, what did you think of the of the game? Twenty seven fourteen. Gus, I wasn't I wasn't impressed with the win. Um, you, you have a four and seven struggling ULM team who struggled against Jackson State, and you know Kentucky basically embarrassed them when they played them, and. We only beat them by two touchdown scores. I didn't. I didn't leave the game with any high expectations going into the next week in the pregame. Talking to Brandon and Hunt, my whole thing was this is a two week deal. Like I want to see um, improvement, and I want to see a fifty piece. <laughs> Twenty seven is not a fifty piece. So that 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 part kind of had me a little unsettled going into this Texas A and M week. Yeah, and look and. Th- 
if the Tigers don't make a couple of plays on the defensive end there, Marlon, um, ULM kind of shot themselves in the foot there. That game could have been closer, Marlon. Yeah, it, it really could have. If, if you look at that one yard, like they're legit about to walk in the end zone and we stopped them at the one yard line on four downs. That's one deal. And it, it could have gotten really ugly on, on the on that uh, interception for the big punt. Right. And there you go. That, that's 14 points right there, Gus. That's 14. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of nuts when you look at it. Look, man, you got a game left for LSU. We'll, we'll see how that goes against, obviously, Texas A&M. But, look, uh, tis the season, you know, Coach here, coach there, coach everywhere. I, I I can't remember, especially in the SEC, so many teams parting ways in season. Now, Florida decided if you're gone, you're gone. The special teams coach is the interim now. Dan Mullen's done. His office is clean. He's gone from Florida over the weekend. The Tigers decided to keep Coach O through the season. But when you look at Dan Mullen and the Gators there, you know, it's nuts. I saw a stat, something like going up to this point last year, he was like, 18 and three in the SEC or something like that. He's just, they've lost five straight to power five schools. So it's, um, time to go, I guess, apparently. I, I, I don't know. Are, are, are schools quick to pull triggers in certain instances? Did you think Dan Mullen needed to be fired? I knew it was going to happen. I, I, I said this on air Saturday yeah. night. I, said, I would be surprised if he made it through Sunday. <laughs> you had a boy. He did not make it through Sunday. Uh, because the expectations is high in the SEC, and that's unacceptable. But Gus Hunt brought up a really good point that had me thinking this weekend, and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. Remember two years ago, like, Dan Mullen was the coach. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you if this is two years ago, and we're in the situation we are right now at LSU in a hunt for a coach, I guarantee you his name will be one of those things we're hearing right now. Right. So – that's why, in my opinion, you know, as LSU is looking for their next coach, let's not go with a name or or a, or a rough with past performance, especially if you're not in the area where they can prove it, right? We want to make sure someone comes here and knows, knows the area, uh, willing to adapt to the area, and, and of course, the win games. So Dan Willen has definitely been the biggest two-year change I've ever seen in yeah. a guy on top of the world on down bottom. Funny you say that because I have it ready for you. Cole Kublik, you know who that is. Sideline reporter, play with Auburn, goes on Matt's show a lot um, for ESPN. Odds to be the next Florida head coach per BetOnline um, underscore AG. Tim Tebow, 100 to 1. I'm just going to start there. Oh. Who would actually bet that Tim Tebow would be head coach at the University of Florida? Oh, my God. Tim Tebow. So I'm going to ask you, Marlon, if you had to pick a player, because that's what we're doing here, what player would you like if we're using that person's logic? Tim Tebow. Name me a player that you would want to see that as the head coach of your LSU Fighting Tigers. If I were to go with a player of my old Fighting Tigers, hmm. It has to be a, well, Tim Tebow technically is a formal uh, Tiger. I would probably go with, this is going to be a name that that, that, that may ruffle. Well, I don't think it'll ruffle any feathers. Mm-hmm. It'll probably make people dig back into the LSU archives. I'll go with Ben Wilkerson. Um, okay. He plays center for us. 
He won the Remington Award. Um, he has coaching experience in the NFL, college okay. ball, understands the area. You know, he played on the line for LSU. I think Ben Wilkerson would be someone who has not only uh, the, the, the LSU ties, right, but the, he also has the personality um, to, to, to go into these parents' homes and shake hands and kiss babies. So okay. I, I go my old teammate, man. All right, I like that. See, you, you gave me a good reason. And he actually has some football coaching experience. All right, here are the other odds. Uh, Urban Meyer, 50 to 1. Chadwell, 25 to 1. Deion Sanders, 25 to 1. Dan Quinn, 16 to 1. Bill O'Brien, 16 to 1. Eric Bieniemy 12 to 1. Fickle, 9 1. Stoops, 8 1. That's Mark. James Franklin, 8 1. Bob Stoops, 8 to 1. Cristobal, 11 to 2. Kiffin, 5 to 1. Odds and the one on top of the list. Billy Napier, 7 to 2. The last 24 hours I've been sending to Kleber and others. Um, Nick DeLatore is a guy that covers the Gators for several years on Twitter. His name is, look, don't take my word for it. Click on Twitter. Over to the right, it shows you who's trending. Billy Napier is trending. I like Billy Napier. I love what he's doing. Um, I love the fact that he came to Bill and we got Montreal Johnson. He, he he's really putting it together. Um, I mentioned Vince. Uh, I mentioned uh, Vance Joseph over the uh, over the weekend too. I saw that uh, Ken Trahan wrote an article how he would be a good fit. You know, he is a native of the area. Um, looking at the top of what you said, hmm. Urban Meyer, I get it. Like, see what Urban, I get it. He's, it's almost like what happened with Coach Saban, you know, trying the NFL. And just what happened, he went to a Florida team, too. Alabama was in search for a coach. You know, same players, right? Jimmy Jackson getting on the phone with University of Alabama and the rest right. of history. Urban Meyer would make sense. It, it, would, it really would. I'm going to tell you why. That's just one of those, I guess, one of those names out there Amongst the names sticking on the wall, that one will definitely have some gorilla glue, glue attached to it because people have short-term memory. Look what Urban Meyer did in his time at Florida and Ohio State. He's won, he's won national championships. He's went to big-time BCS bowls. He can win over the players. Players trust him. Everybody I know plays for Florida. I think out of all the names that's being thrown around, He's not seeing success on the NFL. That's just like Coach Saban. I think Urban Meyer would make the sense out of it. That would probably be the best I bet. That's just an I bet. The best. Mm. <laughs> be interesting, uh, to say the least. All right, so, Marlon, let's move on to the NFL. It seems easy, so why isn't it? They rushed 50 times. You know what's coming. This RPO stuff is either Hurts is going to keep or Hurts is going to hand off. Why did the Saints' defensive line struggle so much? Is it because you don't see that kind of offense much in the NFL? Could that be a case? I think that has a little bit to do with it. Um, I don't know. Preparation has a lot to do with it, too, Gus. When you're going against a guy like that, you have to have a tight with your run-pass option read. Got Cam. You got Grayson once. He's got somebody's ankles. Oh, it was nasty. Um, it's, it's a tough play to defend when you have someone that can execute it like Jalen Hurst, but you have to preparation throughout the week. You have to you have to be able to bring it. Now, injuries, not having – I think not having Chauncey Gardner-Johnson 
hurt us bad in a game like this because typically you'll have a guy like him essentially spying Jalen Hurts, right? You know, basically if they run that run pass option, you know, Cam, 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 boy, that would have been nice. But anyway, yeah. you got Cam Jordan, he's squeezing down on the tackle, reading the quarterback to, to, uh, to squeeze in the dive play. And then if he does decide to pitch it, <laughs> You have, you know, a surefire safety down pack and or someone to just smell out the quarterback, and that would be Chauncey. So not having him, I think, hurt us there because once you get to the second level, you know, you have your true linebackers. You have Quan, you have you have DeMario, and, you know, those guys, they bring that. I'm going to run downhill and smash the running back, but mm-hmm. a couple of times, boy, those gaps were wide on the edge, and it just made more sense to pull a ball and run it. So, you got to tilt your hat, give credit where it's due, excellent job by Dylan Hurst executing those uh, run pass options yesterday. It's nuts, man. Um, they just showed a graphic up on NFL Live. Three rushing touchdowns, franchise record. 18 rushes, tied career high. Seven rushing first downs, tied career high. I mean, I, <laughs> the phrase couldn't stop them absolutely applies to that as well. Marlon, final thing for you, because it's kind of to that sense. I think health right now is why we're maybe not seeing it. But did the Eagles show us yesterday maybe what the Saints should consider doing with a guy like Taysom Hill, Kamara, and Ingram? Yeah, that was a great offensive experience. Like, look at it. We had a 214-yard pass, and they only had 147. When you got a guy like Jalen Hurst rushing the way he is, yeah, I, I, that's why, gosh, I mean, the new NFL – you're going to go against more of that. You know, you, those type offenses, especially ran executed the right way, you gash defenses, especially those defenses that aren't run past option sound. And I think you're going to see more of this. You have your Justice Fields of the world. You have your Lamar Jackson. You have your Colin Murray. I mean, these guys, they're sitting there reading that defensive end. What are you going to do? Are you going to squeeze? Mm-hmm. If you squeeze, I'm keeping it. I mean, I'm giving it. I'm excuse me, I'm keeping it. If you don't squeeze, I'm most definitely going to pull it. Like, it, it, it's one way or the other. So, uh, it, it's just tough to lose on the road to Philly when you know deep down inside you are a better team. And, yeah, 40 to 29, it, it's just not a good look. But, hey. One thing about being at 500, it gives you an opportunity to regroup right. and uh, you know, get ready for these games to come. What, Thursday? The Bills on Thursday, huh? Yeah, Bills on Thursday. And you know what? I strategically took you to the end of the segment without bringing up the fact their Cowboys lost. I knew it. I knew it. I, I was waiting on it, Gus. Okay. You know, we lost okay. to a, a recovering Kansas City team. Uh, Shout out to all the West Bank, Kyle Daniel, Daryl Williams. But it wasn't as bad, you know. Nineteen to nine, yeah. Dallas defense. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it is Kansas City. Yeah, no, it is Kansas City. You know, Mahomes back. He did throw a pick though. Hey, two more Thursdays, sir. Two more Thursdays. Not this one, but the next one. Saints and Cowboys. That'll Ooh. be fun. All right, my friend. Have a good, happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Look, save me some uh, cornbread, Justin. Don't eat it all, baby. Hello. I hear you, man. I hear you. I will try my best. My son now likes it, so I don't know. Got three miles now. Here we go. What's up, Carver? <laughs> Marlon Favorite. At Big Faye 504, you can also check him out, of course, 
Inside the Trenches, the podcast. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Your eyes got me hoping that I'll be holding you close to tonight. Your eyes got me dreaming. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you. That I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Firstly, he was a father figure and like a best friend. Let's have some fun. One, two, three. Hell. Now streaming. My pop. He's got cancer. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. We have to have guys rise to the occasion. The Emmy-nominated series Texas 6 returns. This is our moment. You play football, you don't just play for you. You play for everybody in this town. This is our moment. I'm going to dedicate my season to my dad. Texas 6. New season now streaming. Only on Paramount+. Plus. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. It is The Sports Hangover. So Mark Ingram was asked yesterday about where he feels this team sort of is, the belief in the team. Can they turn it around now? 8-3. Game losing streak. And we know we have players. We know we have guys that can play at a high level and execute at a high level. I think it's more so that we have to be accountable to one another. Everyone has to prepare and play to the highest possible level that they could play at each and every Sunday, each and every whatever the game day is. You have to prepare mentally, physically, emotionally so you can go out there and help your team have success, help your team get wins. And, uh, we just didn't do enough of that today. So we believe in each other. We know we have the guys that are capable of going out there making plays, but you can't keep, you can't take turns making mistakes. You've got to play complimentary football, offense, defense, special teams. You can't keep taking turns. Offense make a mistake, defense make a mistake, special teams make a mistake. One individual makes a mistake. You have to be collectively all in together, and that's what helps you turn this thing around, get on the winning right, get, get on the winning side, get on the right side of things. Beat himself up after the game on that fumble. I let the ball go. Um, no matter what the circumstances or what happened, can't put the ball on the ground. That's my responsibility. Carrying the dreams and hopes and aspirations of the team, I have to do better of securing the football, making sure that I end the play with the football every single time. Ingram also bringing up the obvious. His fumble to go with the two interceptions. Tough to overcome turnovers. We get emphasized every week, turnover margin, and especially on the road, taking care of the football and, you know, causing turnovers. You know, I think our defense got us on, and, uh, you know, we just turned it over too many times. 
It's unacceptable, and it's tough to win in this league on the road, especially when you have three turnovers. The other things Mark Ingram touched on after the game is the fact that no one's going to give a hoot about all the injuries. Like I said, it's admirable. I, I love hearing this, but there's realities to it, right? Like when the Saints played Carolina, and Carolina, you just, when you don't have certain players, certain things happening, it just it's hard. Er, at least it's harder. At least, if not just hard. That old line struggled. It just did. Listen, that's part of football. It's tough, and uh, I think regardless of the injuries, that we were in position where we could have, you know, left with a W tonight. Um, with left with the W today, but um, yeah, nobody cares about your injuries. Everybody has to deal with injuries. Everyone has to deal with obstacles, and uh, I don't think the injuries caused us to lose this game today. I think that mistakes, turnovers, we all have our hands in it. I turn the ball over, which is unacceptable, and I have to do better as an individual to help our team have success. So um, we all have to improve. We all have to get better. We all have to do better. And you, the margin for error in this league is very slim. Like I said earlier, uh, you never know what play is going to make a difference in the game. So you have to be on point at all times because any play can make the difference and swing the game one way or, or the other. So um, individually, collectively, we we'll have to reevaluate and uh, hurry up, bounce back, learn from the tape, get better, put together a quick game plan because we play on Thursday. Speaking of the short week, his approach to it? Yeah, I think you want to maximize time. You want to maximize rest you want to maximize your recovery and you want to maximize the game plan so obviously we play thursday um that's a challenge they have to play thursday if we all have to do it you know what i mean and uh we have to just recover quickly focus quickly learn the game plan quickly and go out there and be able to be fast be physical have energy and be able to execute a game plan and um have success and get a win I right, so that's Mark Ingram, the offensive side of things, and of course, being a team leader, wants you to hear his thoughts on, hey, can they move on, things of that nature, what he thoughts. Now, look, obviously, when they rush for 200-something yards, the defense, what what happened? Marcus Davenport, what were the issues with Hurts? Um, obviously, you know, any kind of zone read, I would say college has no offense, but, you know, they kind of bring it to the league, tailor their team around him. And, you know, able to run it multiple times, different ways. Uh, of course, it's going to be a challenge. And we just got to focus back on the details. Mm-hmm. Um, where does he think this team is right now after third straight loss? Um, I'll put it like Cam always says, you know, we got a 24-hour rule. So we have to get much as much as we can out of this loss. And, you know, um, tomorrow move on. You know, it's one game, but... You know, we got another coming up, so that's the most important. All right. Marcus Williams. We face adversity all the time. It's it's just about this next game coming up. We're going to prepare. We're going to get our bodies right. We'll come out there and do what we got to do to get our, our win. All right. The coordinator wants to chime into the conversation. Sir, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Gus? Doing well, man. Good to hear from you. Listen, I know a lot of people have been talking about a quarterback playing all right. Mm-hmm. And – to me, the quarterback had been playing good for the last two weeks. We already know what happened yesterday, though. But 
This team is consistent inconsistently. You know, they, be incons- they don't be consistent enough. They're consistent with being not consistent. Yeah. And also, you know, nobody want to hear about, you know, about what y'all should do. Y'all lost to Atlanta. You lost, you lost games. They always, they always lose games that they should win. And I think the coaching staff also could put a better game plan together sometimes. Sean Payton always beat himself. He always did do that. And I just, for me, you can have an average quarterback. People talking about, well, you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. Okay, most of the great defenses, which the Juice Boys are not a great defense, but most of the good other great defenses won without a great quarterback. If you think about Baltimore, and they won with Trent Dilfer. You think about Tampa Bay, and they won with Brad Johnson. These guys was not spectacular at quarterback. But if you have a great defense that can hold a team off and score some points, you can make it there with a middle-of-the-road quarterback. So I'm tired of people talking about quarterbacking. Drew Brees been here how many times and how many he threw for all of y'all. But we have one Super Bowl to show for it. Aaron Rodgers have one Super Bowl to show for it. He's a great quarterback, but he have one Super Bowl. It's a team game. So I don't care how great you you can have great quarterback play, but you need a consistent team. Your team have to be all around. And that's what I like about Bill Belichick. I don't care what nobody says about that, that organization. The way Bill Belichick runs that organization over there in New England. He takes players that don't have no names and make them good. Sean Payton needs to start building his team, not from a finesse point, build them with physical, physicality where they can run the ball more and be more physical up front and stop the run. You can't finesse your way in the NFL. You can't. It's not going to last long. Look at Patrick Mahomes and them, how he mm-hmm. got killed last year in the Super Bowl. They needed an offensive line. They're starting to figure it out with their defense right now, but you have to build a team. A team. And that's my point on it, Gus. Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of different aspects of it. I think the reason why quarterback is a big topic is because of some of the deficiencies you have, perhaps at the skill position level, the injuries or slash deficiencies of the offensive line to where one quarterback, in theory, because of his athleticism, can give you more options with his legs. It can do things that nature. So I think that's where a lot of this quarterback discussion is coming in. To your point of having win or, or, or teams won with solid defenses or great defenses, the the times that you're talking about specifically, those are really good defenses. And I think the Saints are okay defense at times, right? At times they can play good. And, and what I mean by that is they are not consistent at rushing the passer. Cam Jordan's days of being effective and impacting the game, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not as frequent as they used to be. Uh, I mean, Davenport's playing better than he has the last three years, but... 
He didn't do much the last three years. So, but you go get at like you look at what the teams that you're talking about though that won with defenses. They were sacking the quarterback. They were bringing in pressure. They had guys that were making plays and turning the ball over, getting interceptions. Like when the Saints have those games this year, they do win with average quarterback play. Gus, can I can I say something right quick? Yeah. Yeah. One one more thing. They really need to get a a player on that defensive line that could put pressure up the middle, not coming from the edges, up the middle of the gut. That's mm-hmm. what they, they up the middle of the gut to affect the whole play. They don't have that. They haven't had that since Leroy Glover. They haven't had that on the Saints team since Leroy Glover. I don't care what nobody can't tell me that. They haven't had that. Yeah. So, and also, think about this here, Gus. Cam Jordan, how long it took for him to get his first sack in the NFL? It took him a little bit. I know that was a topic that we were talking about when he came to Marcus Davenport, and we'll see what happens with him. And look, Peyton Turner's been injured his first year, so let's see if those two guys pan Michael, out. But again, Michael just injury for the after Dallas injury. Cowboys. I hear you. Coordinator, I gotta hit the break. I gotta hit the break. Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Love the passion, though, right? I mean, look, let's see what happens as the uh, season continues. A short week, Saints taking on the Bills on Thursday. Sports Angler in the It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. On August 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with a focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Got about three, four minutes here. If you want to quickly chime into the conversation, Pelicans, um... Taking on the T-Wolves today. Again, had a conversation with T-Wolves head coach and former Pels associate head coach Chris Finch. That happened at 1230. It's on our SoundCloud page where we put all of our shows in podcasts. Real easy. Type in SoundCloud and type in a sports hangover. Uh, Jordan also tweeted the interview. So if you go to at ESPN Radio Nola, it's there. Then he did all the work for you. He copied and pasted the link. You just have to press the button. So maybe we'll have him on tomorrow. Maybe we'll have him on tomorrow. Glenn Gilbo at LSU Beat Tweet. 
put out there that 50 minutes ago. I think LSU needs to get go get Billy Napier before Florida does and forget all about this UL, ULL stuff. Tim Brando, at Tim Brando on Twitter, my sources have indicated that Billy prefers a job out west. However, when you're throwing around seven to eight million, the Florida coast may be preferred. And then Glenn Gilbo quote tweeted that by saying in out west and in Florida, he won't have to apologize for being for UL. I don't understand that. I just because I don't I'm not in that rivalry. I'm not in that quarter on I ten of why that bothers LSU fans or why UL fans. You heard Jay Walker flat out say it, voice of the Cajuns a couple weeks ago when we started this conversation. He said, I bet you there are some people at LSU that would never get somebody just because they went there. I, I don't know. I don't know if they view them below them or something that has to be, that you would be going below. I, again, if Florida is interested and that name is being circulated by the people that cover the Gators. They've probably heard it, me mentioned. Just like Moscona brings up names when he says in the halls or in conversations he's had with certain people. And he's always said it. He doesn't throw out names that come out of thin air, the names that he mentions or the offers or whatever it is or the visits or the chats with certain coaches he has pretty much firsthand. So if that name is being thrown out there, again, I don't care how you view UL. I don't care if you view the Sun Belt. Florida would be the fourth SEC school to want to perhaps talk to Billy Napier. Well, Gus, he was that good he'd get the job. No, he's actually turned him down. He's pulled himself out. Well, people pull yourself out when you're not, you're not, you're not really going to get it. Sometimes, not all the time. And I think there were, there were, there were good decisions. Look, here's the thing. Take Dan Mullen. Got in Starkville, right? Win a certain amount of games, beat LSU every now and then, get ranked as high as number one in the nation when you had Dak Prescott, all this stuff. But to Starkville, if you're happy there, you can win there, and the statue's your name, right? Name the field, all that stuff. Some of these guys don't want that that next, more prestigious, bigger job with the more money. Went to Florida three, four years later, he's done. You see that with a lot of different coaches. And I think it's smart from this standpoint, make the smart decision, the right decision. South Carolina, are you going to beat Georgia? I mean, Spurrier could win there. So it's going to be tough there. Auburn, you want to talk about a pressure card. Every year, you legitimately, it's in your state. It's down the road. It is the rivalry game, the Iron Bowl. Like, you have to beat Saban. No one's been beating Saban. Routinely and regularly. How many Auburn head coaches have they had since Saban's been the head coach at Alabama? Yeah, I, that's a smart decision. Pass. Um, Because you don't even enjoy it. So again, Mississippi State, those couple of other big name schools have looked at them. It, it's making the right decision that makes the right fit for you. Can you win? Can you stay there? Can you have some longevity if you do that? I don't know. We'll see. It's Tuesday, tomorrow, so we will chat with some head coaches. Up next, though, Matt Wiskoden after further review.